Joe. What's up? We got God. <laughs> we got God. That was a it was a fun game though. It was least. a fantastic game. Oh baby. Well, we got God. Dude, okay. To start this off though, LeBron he that that he was supposed to make that shot. Like he's he makes those shots. You know what I mean? Like when he put it up, I was just thinking to myself, dude, this is another thing that they're just gonna put on his Hall of Fame highlight reel. Like this is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Did yeah. you have that feeling too when he Yeah, it was a fantastic shot. And overall, <laughs> like he was hurt, but just a very fantastic game by LeBron James. He uh, yeah. especially in the second half when he was in the game, which probably wasn't as often as the Lakers would have liked. I think the minutes restriction probably kept this game a little bit closer than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. But when LeBron was on the court, he completely dominated and his stat line doesn't show it. He finished the game seven of 17, two of four from three, 22 points, but he just had complete control when he was out there. He was making all the right reads. He was finding cutters, whether that was Caruso. He found Kuzma a couple times, Anthony Davis under the basket. He really just controlled the tempo of the game when he was in, in particular, the lineups they went to in the second half with Anthony Davis at center, just put a lot of spacing on the floor of the Lakers. That's when they really started to run. That's when they really started to force turnovers, which obviously is the big storyline of this game, but, and what really, shifted the momentum in the second half but I think LeBron was responsible for quite a bit of that and even though this will not go down as one of his better individual stat lines just a very dominant performance tonight no yeah I 100% agree it was striking just mind-boggling to me was the fact that the starting five had seven total shots made seven field goals in that first half which is horrendous but what i was thinking is what was scaring me for the majority of the game was the fact that the warriors were only up what was it 13 at half despite the lakers shooting 30 percent from the field that was what was concerning to me you know what i mean sure and i think to credit the warriors a lot of that had to do with how well they were playing defense especially the wings like they treated like this like a playoff game you could see the high intensity like guys like wiggins toscano anderson like baysmore they were flying around they were wreaking havoc draymond green just a virtuoso performance from him on the defensive end tonight he completely stifled anthony davis and that first half in just an all-around massive first half for Draymond Green on the defensive end. And he was able to keep some of that going in the second half. He ended up being probably one of the bigger reasons this slipped away mm-hmm. from the Warriors. But yeah, I think like you were talking about the war, the Lakers, they shot a low percentage in the first half, but I think credit to the Warriors, like they forced the Lakers to shoot that low percentage. It wasn't like they were missing wide open corner threes. Like, no, the, the Warriors were forcing them to get into their half court sets they mm-hmm. were forcing they were forcing guys like Contavious Caldwell Pope and Dennis Schroeder to drive to the basket and try to create offense. Then it and it worked for the Warriors. Like those they were forcing the Lakers more peripheral players to beat them and they weren't able to do that. And it 
it was really it really wasn't until the second half that LeBron kind of started to enforce his will. The first half mm-hmm. he was very passive. It kind of looked like the ankle was still bothering him. You almost worried if that was something that would keep up the entire game. Thankfully, it didn't. But right, it was a very good defensive showing for Golden State. I thought. Yeah, the and then AD started knocking down his shots, and you know that's it's going to get tough, really tough, because he's just going to shoot over everybody, especially when he hit that one three ball. It's like, oh, my God, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22 because he can hit those shots. Right. And you'd like if Draymond would come out and contest those. But, I mean, if Draymond worried too much about Anthony Davis shooting threes, you would have lost all of the wonderful benefits Draymond gave the Warriors in the paint the entire game. And so right. you just kind of have to live with with AD taking those. Exactly. And you got to credit Alex Caruso too. He basically carried them in that first half. Yeah. his uh, Like I was saying, the, the Warriors were running them off the line. They were keeping the ball out of LeBron's hands Draymond Green almost single-handedly shut down Anthony Davis Anthony Davis mm-hmm. took plenty of shots in the post but tremendous defense by Draymond Green and very few of them went in so it was really up to the guys like Schroeder and Caldwell Pope and Caruso to drive and create pressure in the defense on their own and Caruso was really the only one out of that right. group who was able to do that effectively yeah I'm just so proud of our boy Jordan Poole what strides has that man made in just a one single year? I want to look up. It wasn't even yeah, that long I ago. Mean, we this, were talking about pulling the plug on old Jordan. This, but, this, this wasn't his best game to no. be sure. Um, but yeah, he's had, he's had some good moments down the end of the season. This, I, I think there, he's going to be someone who they really are going to need more from in the playoffs though, because yeah. they cannot afford to get killed in the minutes when Stephen Curry is off the floor. Like you kind of saw that um, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Steph went over for his normal rest. All of a sudden the Lakers, what was it? A eight to nothing run six to nothing run. They really opened up a lead at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was a, because that's really when LeBron started to take, control into his own hands but also like the Warriors they just don't don't have any offense and um yeah I was very confused by that I guess we can talk about the fourth quarter this is going a little bit out of order but that was just I did not understand the theory of that lineup they started out the fourth quarter with what was it Poole, Wiggins, Draymond they had um Mulder out there and then Toscano, I think. Yeah. Those um, those were the five guys. That lineup just doesn't make sense. Draymond should never be on the floor without Steph Curry. The offense, the scheme with Draymond with the ball in his hands, like Poole can replicate some of what Curry does. But I just think Draymond, if you don't have Curry running off of screens and you don't have Curry to um, like run handoff plays for, I think Draymond's lack of shooting just – lack of any offensive skill just be, well not skill but lack of any offensive production just becomes too big a liability at that point so i thought that lineup that kerr trotted out to start that quarter absolutely had no hope in this game and yeah. he quickly realized that called that called a timeout two minutes into the fourth got Steph back in that's really when the warriors they obviously trimmed that six point lead the lakers had opened up and it became a game from that point on but right. I think that was a pretty big tactical mistake by Kerr. Yeah, you could definitely tell like 
the physicality different or just size wise whenever Kevon wasn't on the floor, even though Draymond did a really good job against AD and stuff. It was just, I don't, I don't want to say overwhelming. I mean, it kind of was Loki at times. I don't know. It just seemed. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I kind of say the game went in the opposite direction though, because like the Lakers, they completely benched Andre Drummond in the second yeah, half. That's true. And like it was, it was really the lineups. Like, when the Lakers had lineups that were like bigger and more physically dominant and they had guys like Drummond, well, yeah, Drummond, Harrell played for like three minutes. Um, How much did Harrell play? Harrell played for nine minutes actually. So yeah, it was really those lineups though with those like traditional big men on the floor. That's really when the Lakers or when the Warriors kind of made hay. Um, And then it was really when the size was more even and it was Draymond at center versus Anthony Davis at center for the Lakers that's when the Lakers were really able to actually have spacing on offense and start running the court a little bit more. Right. It's just so tough because we caught the Lakers. I mean, granted, they haven't been the best as of late, but still, like, when a team's not shooting good, you have... Bruh. I'm just so frustrated right now because so many guys had not good nights, and you have to take advantage of that, especially when I like the Suns matchup a lot better than a potential matchup with the Jazz, and I'm scared of the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you would have to say that this probably makes it pretty unlikely that the Warriors win a playoff series. I know we were talking earlier today, and I actually think if the Warriors Warriors had won this game, I don't think it would be too far-fetched to say they make the conference finals because I don't know if I would favor them against the Suns, but that's certainly a winnable series for the Warriors. We've seen them beat the Suns a couple times this season, right. especially recently. So I think you could give them a chance in that. And then from there on out, you have to play either Denver or Portland. Like that's another winnable series. Like if they had won tonight, I don't think conference finals were off the table, but yeah, if, if they beat the Grizzlies, it's just very hard to see them getting past the Jazz. The and we'll Grizzlies talk about that more game. later. The Grizzlies is going to be a tough game. Like, I'm yeah. scared. I'm genuinely nervous. Do you, I do you, who are you favoring in that matchup? Oh, the Warriors. I think the Warriors yeah. will, pro- I, I don't think that game will be particularly close. You don't think it'll be close? No. Really? I mean, we yeah, have, we have but... it at home. It's chill. We play on Friday, right? But I'm nervous because they have a bad taste in their mouth, dude. Yeah. So do you want to go through this game sort of in chronological order? Yeah, let's do and it. Just talk about some more of the finer points. The thing I was really looking out for at first is what sort of shots Steph was going to be able to get in the flow of the offense. Because my hypothesis going into watching the game, I thought that um, the Lakers, they're a veteran team. Like LeBron James, Anthony Davis are both very savvy defensive players. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd let... Curry come off of pin downs or come off of back cuts and get open threes. And that one was filthy. Yeah. And he did not get any open threes whatsoever. And credit to uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Alex Caruso. Both of those guys did really good jobs. And then just having Anthony Davis, having a switchable big man who can guard Draymond Green and really like both deny and then put pressure on handoffs. Like that just makes things so much more difficult and of course like Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter on the planet so he is he is going to hit some shots in isolation but I I think you live with that because I I I think he had a great shooting night he was six of nine this was 
by all accounts, a wonderful game for Stephen Curry, but they didn't let him get any easy baskets. Like when you could really feel the difference um, looking back to that game on Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a very young, inexperienced team, one of the youngest teams in the NBA. And they just had no clue what to do with Steph Curry. They lost him in transition a couple of times. He was completely like running, like Dylan Brooks did a fine job on him, but when it was his D'Anthony Melton, God forbid, John Morant got on Steph Curry, he was just kind of leaving him in his dust. And that did not happen with the Lakers. The Lakers played very smart defense. Um, in the very few instances when Caldwell Pope or Caruso lost him, Anthony Davis or LeBron James, or even Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews did this a couple of times. The guys nearest to Curry were able to recognize that there was a slight defensive breakdown and recover. And um, he made some very tough shots, but that's exactly what they were tough shots. They kind of, they prevented the low hanging fruit, which I, I mean, that's just goes such a long way against the Warriors. Yeah. It was basically Andrew Wiggins for that first portion of the first quarter. Basically it was Andrew and Juan. Yeah. Kent's yeah, corner three ball, bro. I the one word I use to describe Kent Bazemore is freaking just sporadic. Like some of the layups he throws up when he starts driving, it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yep. Bazemore finished three of five from three point range and three of ten from the field. So for those yeah. of you, <laughs> there you go. You love that corner three. From two. He's yeah. Um was it was Drake and Michael B. Jordan? Were those the ones sitting in the corner? over there because every time yeah. somebody hit a three ball they were just like yeah i don't know bro um but steph's his buzzer beater that was sick that was more that was one point where i was thinking maybe we got this but i just closing out games has low-key been tough we have never i, I mean yeah and so it's there so difficult there were two things that really led the um Los Angeles Lakers to sort of take control of this game. Well, really three. The first one would just be effort. Like LeBron James, I thought it was the ankle bothering him in the first half. Who knows what it was, but he just was not himself. He was passive on offense. It was really Dennis Schroeder running the show for large portions of the time. It was very much a game the Lakers played in the half court, which obviously anytime the Lakers played in the half court, that's a win for the Warriors because the Lakers are one of the best transition offenses in the league and the Warriors have an incredible half court defense. And so this game was very much stylistically exactly what the Warriors would have hoped for in the first half. And that's when they were really able to play well, but credit Frank Vogel, he made some good adjustments. The Lakers came out smaller in the second half, as you alluded to earlier, they brought in Anthony Davis at center that opened up the spacing on offense, allowed for a, a bunch more cuts that really got LeBron engaged as a passer, which kind of sparked the Lakers offense throughout that second half. And then it was really the Lakers defense. They um, right. we talk about this on the program all the time, but it's really those feedback loops that the Lakers have fed off of throughout the LeBron James era, like getting stops on the defensive end that allow them to get out in transition. And yeah. boy, did that come to there in the second half, the transition was really what swayed this game. And there were a variety of reasons for it. Um, most most of them were kind of the Warriors' fault. Like the offense yeah. was started to get a little bit sloppy. But yeah, we yeah. can talk about some of those. What did, 
What did you think of Draymond Green's second half offensively? Dude, I just some of the passing decisions were just kind of sketchy. And there was just what, what at one point wasn't it nine turnovers to two in the second half for the Yeah, the Warriors. The Warriors turned the ball over on 20% of their possessions. Brutal. That's batshit. One out of every <laughs> five possessions they turned the ball over. You are never going to be able to win a game turning the ball over that much, especially when you're playing against one of the best fast break teams in the league. So not only are you turning the ball over one out of every five times down the floor, but you're turning it over to a team that's going to make you pay almost every time in transition. I know. Just big dude. 20%, bro. That's insane. Yeah, it was just because, well, there's a few where I mean Alex Crusoe, there's that one possession where he played pretty good defense. He poked the ball out on Steph. And oh then, yeah, there he he got a few steals on Steph and so did yeah. Caldwell Pope. Mm-hmm. And then there yeah, there was that one double team. I don't I don't think I don't, I don't know if that was the second half, but uh they poked the ball out there and then I think they got a bucket in transition. Yeah, there was just a lot of that second that like the beginning portion of that third quarter is kind of just when they went on their run. That's when things started to collapse a little bit but i almost saw it coming though because you know that the lakers aren't going to shoot 30 percent for an entire game because eventually ad is going to get rolling lebron is going to get rolling i mean i i don't i don't know like lebron i was <laughs> what do you think of draymond when he stuck his freaking palm in lebron's face dude did you think that I should mean, have been a flagrant in my opinion it's a flagrant because it's come it's completely inadvertent by draymond like right. by no means was he trying to do a dang was he trying to like hurt lebron or no. do anything sketchy but it's just such a dangerous play to like hit a guy in the face while he's going up for a dunk that even though it was completely unintentional it's just like too dangerous to be a common foul in my opinion yeah i wish that I don't know why. I wish Eric Pascal might may have played. I don't know how big of a difference he would have made. Honestly, I think Kevon does a really good job of getting offensive rebounds. Honestly, Kevon has been a massive. He's going to be such a big part going forward. Yeah, I I I think Pascal might have been drawing dead in this matchup. I think yeah. just um the the uh the Warriors shot fifty seven percent at the rim this game just. Not very good. The the Lakers had it completely walled off for the most part, especially considering how much Draymond Green played too. Just and um and you might not expect those guys to play all of their minutes together, but I just don't really think there was enough spacing. And then the Lakers they packed the paint so effectively that I just don't really think Eric Pascal would have really been able to do much. And then on the defensive end, it just like he's just. So, such a lot like who would he have been guarding this game like you can't he can't guard anthony davis he can't guard lebron james and so from there on out you're like looking like at a guard like he has to guard like i guess Wesley that's Matthews, true maybe. it's probably the best they like, didn't play yeah but um what another thing they got us into trouble was freaking getting into them getting into the freaking bonus with nine minutes left in the third quarter <laughs> So yeah, yeah, like Mark Jackson said, it was literally just a big recipe for disaster. Just turnovers and then them getting to the line constantly. (sighs) Yeah, Warriors finished this game with 21 fouls as opposed to the 18 committed by the Los Angeles Lakers. But they 
they did seem to come at um, untimely and untimely moments in the game, especially some of those Draymond Green illegal screens down the stretch. The second one, I didn't quite agree with. The first one was pretty ridiculous yeah, when he pitched it bad. out. When he pitched it out to um, Jordan Poole in the corner, like you did your work, Draymond. You got Poole an open shot. Just get out of the way. Instead, he trips Anthony yeah. Davis and it's called mm-hmm. for an illegal screen. Just not a heads up play there by Draymond. And this this game was the Draymond Green experience. You got a ton of brilliant defensive plays. He shut down Anthony Davis. He had some really nice help possessions on the rim around the rim. The only reason LeBron James hit that deep three at the very end um, in the final minute of the game is because Draymond completely, um, completely stopped Contavious Caldwell Pope from getting anything at the rim. Like that was a very nice defensive play by Draymond, but on offense, he pretty much gave it all back. There were some stupid turnovers, a couple offensive fouls. He, they weren't guarding him. He missed, he he finished over five on field goal attempts, but missed some chippings around the cup too. That one where he posted up Caruso got right underneath the basket and then just blew the layup. Just a pretty atrocious offensive effort for Draymond Green, even by his standards. I think you'd have to say. Yeah, dude. Do you think that the Lakers honestly could? Be, do you think they can beat the Suns in a series? Oh, I yeah, I I think you I think, think they're I'll going probably, to. I think I'll probably pick them. Really? Yeah. I honestly did you did you see the um did you see the Celtics blowing out the Wizards like they did? No, I didn't see it a blowout. I probably would have picked the Celtics, but yeah, that that was an impressive game. I honestly I thought the Celtics were going to take that game. Okay, so what what's the um who's playing for the 8th seed in the East now? In the East it's the Wizards and Pacers. Yeah, yeah, the Pacers are gonna get in that eight seed, Dan. There was two blowouts uh, on the side on the east side too, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going with the that. the Celtics one. That one wasn't really a blowout until like midway through the third, though. Yeah, well, well, which I guess, yeah, that's that's pretty early in the game to. Yeah, I thought we were gonna. Did you know how crappy of an episode Friday is gonna be if the boy? <laughs> to lose to the Grizzlies somebody's not going to be a happy camper and that's for should, me and, sure. should me and Shannon come over and watch the playing game with you do you want to you can yeah let's let's see what Shannon's up to that'd be fun oh baby I swear to god if they lose that's going to be absolutely a miserable time for me I I think the Warriors are going to kill I don't I don't think that's I, I think you don't have much to worry about I think the Warriors I are think we do I think it's going to be closer than you think. I'm scared. I'm genuinely scared. In a series, I'm fine. I I mean, how much how much do you think that this run? Do you think this run was um obviously it was good for the Warriors going what was it 9 and 1 in May so far? But do you uh, think it do you think it I'm took a little sure. wind out of their sails or do you think it's good carrying that momentum into the postseason? Oh, I would say it's well, I mean, they wouldn't, they might not make the playoffs if it wasn't for that run. So that's, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what was, what was the Spurs' final record at the end of the season? Well, no, I mean, not, not that they, not that they would have, like, not that they would have missed the plane, but I mean, they got the eight seed by the skin of their teeth. And like, 
the eight seed is such a big advantage because you only have to win once to get into the playoffs. Whereas like if they had been the ninth or 10th seed, they would have had to win twice. Like that's a much harder task. Yeah. I thought the Spurs were honestly going to beat the Grizzlies though. Yeah, that that's was tough. my prediction going into the game as well. We're going to see. This sucks. I'm actually, it's, it's, it's kicking in like right out, right after the game. I'm thinking, you know, that's a great game. What are you going to do? You can't do anything about one eye LeBron slinging one out there with however many seconds left on the clock. But. Yeah. It sucks because um, I think the Warriors are still going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to beat the Grizzlies, but if they had won this game, like there's a very, the, the conference finals would have very much been in play for Golden State. And I, I, I think you'd have trouble saying that now that they have no. to take on the Jazz and likely the Clippers or Mavericks. I'm not scared like, of the Mavericks. A, it's a tough road ahead. It's it's Clips Maverick, dude. I can't. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good series. Is it? Is the Clippers and Mavericks? Yeah, that's the four or five. Ooh, that's trash to be a four or five. Yeah, that's a tra- that's bad. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. I don't think the Mavericks are gonna make it. But we'll talk about this later, but. Yes. All right. So we have we have one new series set in stone tonight, and that is Lakers Suns. That should be an interesting one. I I don't know if I don't know if the Lakers got enough firepower, dude. They look like lethargic in that first quarter, and I don't know if you can do that against the Suns. Uh, they can make you pay. Yeah. Hopefully, the Lakers will look a little bit better by then. But yeah, it is a bit concerning. LeBron, he doesn't have as much explosiveness he was still very good but yeah Wiggins did a good job so did JTA I'm not gonna lie yeah Wiggins actually had a good offensive game too um oh, yeah when they were they guarding him with contagious call yeah when he was being guarded by KCP he was just dominating it was funny he had a couple possessions going against Wesley Matthews in the second half those those weren't as successful for Andrew <laughs> but Wes Wesley's a big guy like I yeah I feel like, um, yeah, people underrate how like just strong he is, but he's a he's massive. You know, yeah, it was so funny when the when Draymond he got the ball and was backing down Caruso, <laughs> Caruso, yeah. and then he didn't even finish at the rim, dude. I was like, what? Oh no, yeah, yeah. We talked about that play. Yeah, he, yeah, he got <laughs> right to the cup. It was a picture perfect post up, and then he just missed the layup. Lame, but whatever. We're on Friday. Do both of the games play on Friday? No, just the Western Conference. Okay. We'll see you guys Friday. I'll see you Friday. Hopefully everything yeah. goes well. That's going to that's gonna be one of the best episodes in all Gear No Game history. The first ever in-person episode. First ever in baby. Got this sucker right here. Four inputs. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. Can I just we got... still do a Zoom call? What's up? Can we still do a Zoom call when it's in person? Yeah. Okay, because I think Wesley might come on just for the Blazer portion. No, yeah. I There's actually a way we can do that. Yeah, we can do Zoom okay, call. Nice. And then, yeah, there's, there's a way we can do like a remote audio call while we're recording the Zoom, which is dope. I mean, okay. yeah. So you think it would work? I think so. I think you right, can do that. Yes, sir. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Jonah. All right. Yeah. All good right. night, Helen. Bye. <laughs>